Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. Erin Hain, or Bullet as they're often known, is the Manager of Diversity and Inclusion at Central Coast Local Health District. Originally from New Zealand of Māori and European heritage, they won the Out Role Model at the 2022 Acon Pride and Health and Wellbeing Awards. Erin enjoys F45, hanging with their greyhounds, the beach, reading and writing poetry, listening to vinyl and cooking. They performed this story at Naughty Noodle Funhouse on the Central Coast, where the audience was subjected to a magnificent physical display as they did multiple one-handed push-ups on stage. It was gay and magnificent, and that is why you should come to the live events. Enjoy. So in 2009, when I was 29, I moved to New Brighton, Christchurch, a lovely seaside suburb. The street I lived in was one back from the New Brighton Volunteer Fire Brigade, and after hearing the siren and watching the brigade turn out, it wasn't long before I signed up. When the siren would go off, if I was close by, I would sprint to the station. My speed earned me the nickname Fullet from my buddy Phil, one of the senior firefighters at the station. In March 2010, I attended my seven-day recruit course where you learn to put out fires and wear breathing apparatus and all things firefighting. It was there that I met Angela, or Ange, who was from another volunteer fire brigade, Sumner, not far from ours. So Ange and I became good friends after my contribution to the icebreaker introduction on the first day of the course. An instructor in his 60s named Gary Luff, or Luffy, asked us all to introduce ourselves, say our brigade, and something that we had done that nobody else might have. Something that makes us stand out. <laughs> you can see where this is going. Uh, so Phil, my buddy I mentioned earlier, liked to laugh, usually from something that was a bit dodgy. And he encouraged me to introduce myself in a rather unique way. So I stood up and said, I'm Bullet from New Brighton, and apparently I've had more women than Luffy. It was, it was true. So the recruits all burst out laughing, and after that, Ange and I were firm friends and buddied up for the rest of the course. So Ange and I were quite the contrast, though. Ange being gorgeous, super femme, blonde, blue eyes, with all the confidence still retained from her days modelling when she was younger. Ange got a lot of attention from all the fireys, and men in general, which she loved. And I, well, short, brunette, brown eyes, short hair, and very butch, and, well, not keen at all on the lads, as you can imagine. Right. so fast forward now to the 22nd of February, 2011, 12.51pm. So I had not long gotten home from uni when we had one of the most devastating earthquakes in Christchurch's history, with 185 deaths as a result of the earthquake and 6,659 major injuries in the first 24 hours after. So while we had decent quakes before that, I could tell from the intensity of this one that it was bad. I jumped on my push bike to go straight to the station. On the way, I passed stunned-looking people next to brook sheds and houses that had collapsed. And at the station, I quickly kitted up with my helmet and full firefighting kit, and I was on the truck within five minutes of the quake. So the truck left the station with Phil, our Deputy Chief Allen, and Station Officer Dave. 
There was a lot of radio traffic, and from the K codes that we used to communicate, I could hear how bad things were and that lives had been lost. We drove around the area to check if anyone needed urgent help, but everyone in our vicinity was pretty lucky and didn't need our assistance or had lucky escapes. For example, our local fish and chip shop owner had jumped under the bench before the shop roof collapsed, and the local South Brighton bar, aptly named the Casper, had indeed been rocked. It's only for you older people, by the way. <laughs> I said to Jack, he's probably not gonna get that one. <laughs> Some of it caving in, but somehow only one person with a minor cut. So I spent the next two weeks sleeping on the floor at the station and responding to calls with other brigade members. Sinkholes had opened up from liquefaction and cars were getting bogged into these on roads, and there were roofs to fix and chimneys to stop, falling, to stop them falling in, so we were removing those. Plus, we were still feeling aftershocks. But this story isn't going to focus on the tough stuff or the earthquakes. It's about something rather different. It is about dresses, or as Ange would call them, frocks. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> so as a day job, Ange was the manager of the Anna Stratton Christchurch store, a high-end frock store with prices ranging from $190 to $560, and that's just for off-the-rack items. So this store was on High Street, right in the middle of the Christchurch CBD, which was deemed as a red zone area after the quake. So around three weeks had passed since the quake when Ange messaged me to say, Bullet, I'm coming to get collect you tomorrow. Have your fire service overalls on. Bring your helmet and your fire service ID. So the next day, Ange pulled up in a car with the Sumner Deputy Chief's wife, Jill, driving and told me to get in. Ange proceeded to casually explain her plan for the morning. We were going to recover some frocks from the store inside the red zone cordon. She mentioned that there were some customers who desperately needed wedding dresses, as well as other reasons for this needing to be urgently done. With a name like Bullet, and because of the ADHD and the brain injury, one would think I would be quite open to random activities like this. Quite the contrary, actually. I'm a strict rule follower, and have never been in trouble with the police for anything, even to this day. So I even used to dog my sisters into my mum when they shoplifted. I know that's pretty sad. <laughs> I was that kid, yeah. Uh, so I told Ange that I really did not think this was a good idea and that she knows no one is allowed in the cordon. So all business owners uh, had been advised they could be arrested for looting if they went in. So Ange told me to calm down. She'd talked to friends of ours, Mark and Liam, who worked at the local council, and they said, get in, get out, wear your protective gear, and if you get stopped, just say you checked with the engineer and the council and they said it was fine. So the red zone cordon had a 24-hour army guard in place and we stopped to show the young army officer our ID and were quickly waved through. It didn't take us long to get to the intersection where Jill, our getaway driver, would wait in the car. It was a quick but surreal walk to the shop entrance, passing fallen down facades of buildings, cafe tables left toppled with remnants of lunch from the events three weeks prior. All building fronts had spray-painted markings from when the urban search and rescue teams had been through doing building checks for people. Stickers had been put on doors of buildings coded green for safe, orange for caution, and red do not enter at all. The red stickers were for structures that were high risk of collapsing. There were no green stickers in this area. So Ange went straight to the shop door, saw the orange sticker, unlocked it, and went in. <laughs> yeah, you can see what Ange is like. Uh, in really no time at all, we managed to fill a few rolling racks with frocks, and these were loaded into the car, and I had to share the back seat with them on the way back. And as we were leaving, I thought, well, that actually was fine. Why was I even worried? That was when Ange stated, matter-of-factly, that she had plans for us to return for another recovery mission the next day. So I voiced my concerns to Ange that had surely we were pushing our luck, but she just said, Bullet, don't be such a pussy, and that was her words, not mine. 
So the next day rolled around and Ange and I were inside the store again with our trusty driver, Jill, in the car. I was loading up the frocks when I looked towards the shop front window and see a very stern-looking policeman striding past the shop towards the car. So I yelled out, oh shit, oh shit, we're in so much trouble, Ange, there's a cop. Ange came out from out the back and I proceeded to freak out and tell her we were going to get kicked out of the fire service and possibly get arrested for looting. Ange, calm and focused, started to walk out the door towards the officer, joined at the stage by another one near the car, and she quietly said, Bullet, keep your mouth shut, I'll do the talking. The police officer asked why we were there and proceeded to give us a telling off. He asked for our names and details and recorded them in his notebook. That is when Ange turned on the charm offensive. She took her helmet off, shook out her hair and started flirting with both police officers. Ange explained that she was the manager of the store, showed her credentials and told them her engineer had said it was fine as long as we wore protective gear. She also told them that the council had approved her to enter when she called them and they knew we were there. Not entirely bullshit given Liam and Mark work for the council, but I think we can agree that it was really stretching the truth. Honestly, I don't know how she did it, but she managed to get us out of it. The officer advised us to pack up the frocks quickly, lock up the store, he didn't use the frocks, obviously, uh, <laughs> and not to make another trip. All the way home, I was freaking out, and for the next few weeks, I was half expecting to get hauled into my fire chief's office or for the police to pay me a visit, but nothing came of it. Ridiculously, it was only two weeks later, all store owners were allowed to enter through special arrangements, so Ange probably could have waited and saved me quite a bit of stress, yeah. So I left Christchurch not long after this, in April 2011, to move to Sydney. Uh, while it was a very traumatic experience to go through for many people, including myself, I'm proud of serving my community during that time. Uh, after relocating to Sydney, I was very fortunate to come across the New South Wales Health Management Traineeship, which I applied for and was accepted into and completed that in 2013, and it's put me on the path I'm on today, which I think has been introduced with what I do. Uh, so while I have retired Bullet from New Brighton, I still answer to that name when I go back and pop in to see Ange at the new Anna Stretton store, which she still manages. Um, I can tell you, though, I can't help but laugh every time I see the frocks, thinking about the time they nearly got me arrested for looting after the earthquakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out Queer Stories on Patreon, where you can support the project for as little as $1 per month. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for news and event updates. And follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.